Welcome to the Football Fignuts podcast number 16. I am Craig. And I am Britt. And we're back again for another week of football and beer and beer and football. And Britt, yeah. what are you drinking this week? I don't know. You handed me a glass, which has become kind of like our new thing that uh, you hand me yep. this mystery glass. So why don't you tell me what I'm drinking? Uh, well, keeping with the times, seeing it as it's officially fall and it's October. Uh, I picked up Blue Point Oktoberfest. Hmm. All right. Let's. So see that is what is in the glass in front of you. Right, let's take a look at it. It's got a nice amber hue. It's relatively clear. Let's see what the nose is like. It smells like beer. That's good. That's I'm not good getting start. anything but just beer. Right. All right. Let's taste it. And the answer is, it's still Woody Woodpecker, no matter what the question is. He's staring at the glass. He's pondering. It's not bad. Uh, I'm not a big Oktoberfest fan. It's lighter than most Oktoberfests I've had. If you had told me you were handing me a regular lager, I probably would not have been able to tell the difference. Um, Not bad. I probably would not rush out to get more of this, but I'm glad I tried it. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah, when I tried it uh, before we just started, uh, same thing. It's pretty, it's really, really light. So you can probably easily drink a lot of this and not notice. Yeah, I get the feeling. Yeah, like I've I've had two sips of it and I, you know, doesn't. Yeah. Uh, But there's a bottle next to you. Yeah, that's that's for the afterwards here. Oh, what's that a bottle of? Uh, It's Rosemary's Baby. Moving on before we can play some music. (laughs) Yeah, Rosemary's Baby. Get used to it, folks. It's going to be like this until like until either the the Rosemary's runs out. Oh, no, no, no. We'll go into November if we can find it. Yeah, but then your holiday ale will be out, and that's holiday all you're going to Holiday ale comes out in um, November. So you're going to find me some Christmassy sounding music when we start talking uh, about holiday ale? Yeah, I can do that. Yeah, because that'll, that'll carry us through the end of the year. So, but we on on to business. So let's, well, let, you know what? No, our first business yep. today is beer. Yeah. And we went to the Harbor Brew Fest this we weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, we uh, talked about it during the last podcast. Harbor Brew Fest is a uh, fundraiser. That I think it's the Harbor Light Foundation does, uh, where they basically invite 50 breweries to come and do samples of their beer. You pay like 35, 40 bucks to get in and you get to sample numerous beers for over the course of like, what was it, three or four hours? I don't know. Yeah. Time just seemed to stop while we were in there. Um, happens inside the ballpark here in Bridgeport. And they park food trucks so that you don't die of just strict alcohol poisoning while you're there. Yep. So we went, we had some French fries, our friends from Freiburg. Uh, if you're in the southern Connecticut area or in New Haven, Freiburg makes amazing French fries, great guys, and amazing food. Uh, and we tried a whole bunch of beers. So I think I logged eight or nine un- un- untapped because after like the eighth or ninth, and they're two ounce samples. So when I say nine beers, it's like a two ounce It's really sample. like you had two beers. Yeah, exactly. But um, I stopped logging at that point. I'm just like, I don't care. I just want to start, you know, have more beer. Yeah. So, um, I don't know which one. So we probably sampled probably upwards of 15 to 20 beers each. Uh, yeah, probably. Somewhere around there. What I honestly like? lost track. That's, what, that's, that's why I, did, I used I untapped. didn't really do a lot of untapped when we were there. So that's, I did until I stopped caring. There you go. But what did um, you like? The one I really liked is was from a uh, brewery called Gray Sale. It's in Rhode Island. Oh, is this the one I, they ran out of before I could try it? Yes. Oh, yeah, that's the one I got probably, I don't know. 
20 minutes after we got there. Then we went to get food. It was called Captain's Daughter? It was called Captain's Daughter. It's their newest Imperial uh, IPA. So it's an Imperial. So it's it's high alcohol. It is, but it's really... The weird thing... Well, not weird, but the good thing about it, it's really light. Really? It's not heavy at all. So it wasn't heavy. How hoppy was it? Not very. Really? Yeah. You see that usually out of the Imperials and the double IPAs. Which a lot of people don't know. For the casual beer drinker, there really isn't a difference between an Imperial and a double IPA. They're essentially the same thing. For are I guess the breweries, content, yeah, the breweries are slightly content. different. They're both IPAs. They're both typically typically double the alcohol content of a normal IPA. Do you know what uh, makes a beer Imperial? No, no, because I, I've been told there's a small difference. But when I the, talked to the guys at Two Roads, they told me it's basically the same thing. Right. The only difference is Imperials have a higher alcohol content. Reason being. When people had to take, you know, it took weeks and months to travel places. Say, okay. say you're the king, and you're like, bring me back some beer when you go on your expedition. Now okay. I'm gone. Months. Of, what months? Eight months? Nine months? Yeah, it's not a short trip. The Imperials have a higher alcohol content. Stay longer. So it would stay longer. So by the time you got it, it would still be. I want to declare shenanigans on that. We're gonna need some Wikipedia action on I'll that one. I'll do that right now. We're, we don't have to do it right now, but we should. We, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna fact check that because that one sounds almost too weird. It was like the yep. other day somebody posted on Facebook. A buddy of mine posted on Facebook that the read it, reason that um, four sided die in Dungeons and Dragons are shaped like pyramids is because they were actually caltrops that were designed to keep people out of D and D during the anti D and D craze of the 80s where everybody thought if you played Dungeons and Dragons once you could become a Satanist. Yeah, but that happened in the eight, in the 70s. Well, 70s and 80s, right? So I've like, never heard that. That's, so yeah, so that's the, completely made up. Yeah, so the pyramid-shaped shaped dice are actually traps that you could put on the floor to stop people from coming to get in. That blah, blah, blah. sounds like something out of Bugs Oh, it's Bunny. completely made up. I went and fact-checked it. Four-sided dice, like pyramid-shaped dice, actually predate six-sided dice. Yeah. Like, back to like ancient Egyptian I have dice. some in here right now. Yeah, we haven't played D anD D in a hundred fifty no. years, but there's you know all my di- hi Deb, all my dice are in this little bag that yeah, Deb really, made me. you know. Wh- see, that, well, I see. That now you should throw those on the floor and watch the cat step on them. Apparently, right. there'll to be this. a new cat toy. But again, it just goes to show you, you hear things, and sometimes it turns out to be total BS. So I'm gonna fact check your little imperial thing. So, but you know, right. I'd play D anD D again if time permitted. Yeah. I'm going to Falcon in a week. Which is a big gathering of board gamers and um, board gamers, not board board gamers. as in tabletop, right? Um, and uh, uh, and there's a bunch of D and D players that show up, but they're so hardcore. I'm not a hardcore D and D player, you know. I mean, these are guys who like are like, you know, verily you must enter the inn. I'm like, no, I just I can't just go into the inn. Can I just buy a damn sword and go slay an ogre or something like? No, you must yeah. speak with the innkeeper. Okay, there are those. Yeah. Well, the, and I understand it. There's there's folks that take it very seriously. I'm a more casual D and D player. I want to wander the the countryside. I want to kill an ogre. You know that that's it. But anyway, we are way off track. So we are. Uh, so you liked you liked the um the captain's daughter because it was an imperial IPA. Yep. My favorite beer was the Laco Pumpkin. Or I'm sorry, Laco Lantern. By Lock City Brewing, based out of our local brewery in Stanford, Connecticut. It's an Imperial Pumpkin. It's like 11% or 10% alcohol, and it's pumpkin. And it tastes like 
someone liquefied a pumpkin pie and just dropped an alcohol bomb into it. That's not a bad thing. No, it was amazing. And it is the only imperial beer that my wife will drink. You know, oh. that it's oh, it's amazing. Now but but second, and this is gonna shock you. Okay. I had a beer from Sam Adams called Harvest Hef. Have you had this? No. It is available in stores around here. It's a little scarecrow on the package. Okay, I've seen that. It's a Hefenweizen, but it's made with cinnamon and nutmeg. And it was really freaking good. Huh. I'm not a big fan of Sam Adams. This was while you were we were we had split up near the end of the day and you guys were wandering around. Well, I go back for one last drink. Right, so I look. Two Roads is out. Uh, Aspatuck is out. Lock City is shut down. All of the local brewers are pretty much out of beer just because it's the end of the day. They've all run through kegs of beer. I look around. The Sam Adams guy's standing there. And he's got six packs in front of him. I don't care what he's got at this point. It's the end of the day. I just want to have one last drink. So I walked up and I said, what's this? Oh, that's our Oktoberfest. What's that? That's our Harvest Half. I'll try that. And it was amazing. Huh, well, I'll try it. I'm not a big Sam Adams guy, but it was really, really good. So, so that was that was good. We had a good time. Um, I don't know if there will be one next year because they are still talking about renovating the ballpark. So, uh, you know, there may or may not be one. There might be one in the the winter inside the arena, and if we do, we'll definitely be going to that. But uh, we'll wait and see. But that was fun, and we got to try a couple new beers, and that was really good. Yeah, it was a fun time, and it rained again. Yeah, it always drizzles on us. We got yelled at by cops for standing in the wrong place. And, you know, all in all, it was just, it was a good time. It was good. It, it was, was good. very, very good. So, And we have pretzel necklaces this time. Pretzel necklaces, which were very handy. And then we had dinner at a local restaurant at Archie's, which was good. So, all in all, it was very, very good. You know what was not good? Our head-to-head matchup. Uh, it was good for me. It was good for you. Craig won the matchup handily and claimed the $1.80 prize. We had such a good time doing it that I set up a one for this weekend for Friends of the Football Fig Nuts. If you go on DraftKings, you will find our group. You can join our group. It is free to join. If you go on our Twitter, you will find a link posted on Wednesday that says, come join us and play. It is a free contest we're doing. There is no prizes because we're a very low-budget organization and show. But if you would like to come and play, uh, pick them with us. Please do. I've already put in a lineup. Craig has not. Because I don't even think Craig knew that there was a group to join yet. So go ahead and join the group, will you? I will. Okay, and, and you can come beat my butt and pick them again. <laughs> um, so and 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 enjoy it and, and and have a good time with it. Come play with us. So that was that. Yep. How um, was uh, week four DFS for you, money wise? Uh, money wise, I. Did you cash? No. Well, no. No. I spent. Oh no! Uh, don't give specific numbers. You never give specific well, numbers. Yeah, no, I didn't care. I would have liked to have break even, but I didn't. I, you know why? Because the injuries yes. this week were all over the place. At one point, I was up like 20 bucks. And it all just slipped away? And all by the end of it, it fluctuated the whole mm-hmm. day. And by the end of it, that 20 bucks was not 20 bucks anymore. <laughs> the cash lines were off this week on DraftKings because of the injuries. Um, what do we have? We had Cook go down. We had Carr go down. We had who else? Somebody else left a game early. A couple other guys left games early. Julio Jones. Yep. Um, and that shifted the pay lines. Uh, the pay line that I I cashed on on stuff that scored as low as one thirty four, and usually one fifty is what I need to be comfortable with. I did cash this week. Um, I'm still down on the season because weeks two and three were really rough. But you know, I feel like things are starting to even out. Ironically enough, last week I did my projections. 
and I ran him through my stupid optimizer and it told me I should use Tyler Croft. And I said, no, I have no idea who that is. So I'm not going to use him. And I dismissed it. Didn't mention it during the podcast. Didn't use him in any lineups. And he was awesome. Awesome. But I can't really take credit for it because I never said it. It's not like we can go back to last week's podcast and say, oh, yeah, that's right. Britt talked about Tyler Croft. No, we didn't. He just skipped him and went to the next guy. Same thing with Deshaun Watson. I think I said to use Deshaun Watson as a value pick last week, but I'm not 100% sure. And I was wrong on that. So it happens. It does. It happens. It does. But before we get to week five DFS, we're a quarter of the way through the season. Let's hit the good old fashioned reset button on the season long. Okay. How are you doing in season long so far? Uh, in one league, I am three and one. And the other one, I am two and two. That's not bad. That's not bad. I'm only doing the one league this year and I am two and two. Um, I won weeks one and two and I narrowly lost weeks three and four and week five in our live league. It's me versus Craig in what we usually call the Sturgis Bowl. So that'll be interesting to see. And we'll probably be talking a lot about that next week where it went wrong, where it went right, all that fun stuff. Um, So there are people who are listening who are 0 and 4. They're in panic mode right now. What the hell am I going to do? Maybe I had Dalvin Cook. Uh, maybe I had um, who else is like done for the year? A guy uh, in Jacksonville. Maybe I had Derek Carr. Maybe Michael Crabtree's on my yeah, lineup. Carr has a fractured back. He's a fractured back. Yeah, that hurt me in my season long. Really did hurt me. Isn't that what happened to Tony Romo? Yes. As a matter of fact, that's what ESPN reported. It's the same injury Tony, Tony Romo sustained at one point. Ow. Who was the Who was the guy ahead of Alan Hearns? In Jacksonville, who got hurt? Uh, Who's that guy? There you go. <laughs> Drawing a blank on his name, but I mean that's another another person that you know, I just feel this year has, in general, has been riddled with injury with injuries. Yeah. Then you've got Antonio Brown throwing fits because he doesn't have the ball thrown to him enough. You know, here's here's didn't all, they get? I heard some. I didn't see it. I heard some story like Ben was like arguing with people on the sideline. Oh, he told Antonio Brown to shut up. Oh, that's what it was? Yeah. Antonio Brown was unhappy and making it very clear on the sidelines and supposedly after the game. I don't think he talked to the media. I, I have to see exactly what was said. But um, he uh, was making it very clear he was unhappy. And the reaction from Ben Roethlisberger was, we're up. What the hell are you complaining about? You know? And Roethlisberger went so far as to go on local radio yesterday and say, yep, I had to pull him aside after the game and say, nope, that's not how we do things around here. You know, winning ball games is what's important, not personal stats. And, you know, he understood that. And I said to his face and he understands where I'm at. Oh, and, that's good. But he, he slipped in there at some point. He was like, I'm not talking bad about the guy. Yeah, you are. Basically just told him, just told the world he's a diva, which is not is shocking. I know it's no. shocking for anyone to consider a wide receiver a diva. Yeah. It's not, you know, we don't have a long history of this with the Des Bryants and the Terrell Owens and the Chad Ochocinco slash Johnsons. Wide receiver is a very egocentric position. But yes, you have to look, you have to take the Golden Tate approach to it like we talked about last week. Your job is to win games for the Pittsburgh Steelers, not to compile stats. No. You know, I mean, you, if you walk up to Ben Roethlisberger and go, Ben, you got to start throwing me the ball while we're up 15 points. I don't care. I've got to win my fantasy game. He's going to laugh in your face. He's paid to win football games for the Steelers. The end. All right. So that's true. You're in good shape at this point in your leagues. 
I am. I'm mm-hmm. still I'm still making roster moves just in case to shore up that's backups. The, so that's the question, and we're gonna get to burning hot take in a minute. But what what do you recommend for the folks who are up and happy with where their teams are? Um, I would say to start looking because bye weeks are gonna start happening uh, this week. And the bye um, week, or right off the bat, I mean, New Orleans is off, Washington's yep, I'm off. out Drew Brees for our Sturgis Bowl. Yeah, I mean, and I don't have Michael Thomas. I don't have my number one receiver. Yep. So, I mean, there, there's some names out right off the bat. Yep. Um, also, pay attention to matchups. Like, start anyone who's playing Cleveland. Yes. <laughs> if you're streaming people, the anti-Cleveland play is a good one. The anti-indie play is a good one. Um, yeah. My advice to folks who are really in a good position, if you've got depth at running back, cling to it. If you've got depth at wide receiver, trade it. Um, it's just easier to find wide receivers in the fly than it is to find replacement running backs. How do you feel about kickers? Stream them all the time. All <laughs> the time. Kickers and defenses, you can stream. Streaming kickers is hard because you don't know. Greg Zerline had like 21 points. He kicked seven field goals this week. That's true. Though I have I to say, I looked out picking up Kamara. Yeah, what, what, Alvin? Yeah. He's been amazing. But his role there, as as much as it's growing, we talked about this last week because we both use him in our pick and pool. His role continues to grow. You've still got Adrian Peterson in the wings. You've got Mark Ingram still there. It's going to be a different guy every week. It's going it to kind of be like I where think, the Patriots I think are. Peterson is barely going to play. I agree. Until somebody gets I hurt. feel like this is him playing in an independent baseball league being, Hey, look at me. I can still play for he next year. He's not going to get, his, he's not going to get off the bench. It's going to take an injury to get him off the bench. And I don't think they have any intention of trading him at all, but hmm. I don't know. Um, I feel like they can get a lot. So what I, so work the waiver wire trade from strength. Here's what I'm going to recommend. Once you get past, depending on how many games your league plays our league plays 14, Right? Is it 14? Yes, 14 games. Once I get past 10 wins, if I get to 10 wins early enough, I start looking to make moves before our trade deadline to shore up matchups in the playoffs. Don't worry about the playoffs yet, but keep an eye on them for the future because you're going to want to make moves, particularly now that we know who's good and who's bad. If your Super Bowl, our Super Bowl is week 16, we take week 17 off in our fantasy league. I would love to be playing a stud against the Indianapolis Colts or against the Cleveland Browns in week 16. I don't have their schedule right in front of me, and I'm not going to go pull it up. But if I'm sure I'm in the playoffs, I might make a move for some better matchups. I know some people who even draft that way. I think it's a little premature to draft that way. But once you're if you're sitting in the catbird seat, now's the time to start looking, shoring up your position, not giving away all your best players, but making sure you have the depth necessary to be successful. Flip side of the coin. One of our dear friends, whose name will not be mentioned in this podcast, is 0-4. He is fourth in the league in total points, but he has the most points against. Everyone's having a career week against him. This happens pretty much in our league that every year. That happens at least one person every year. There's somebody who just has the just bad luck. He bad ran into timing. me the week that I had 138 points, and he lost. Does that guy panic? He's 0-4. Does he sell the farm for next year? Um, I would give it one or two more weeks, and then yes. Yeah, I... 0-6 is where I draw the line. you're done. It's, yeah. In a 14-team lead, that means 8-6 and six is your best possible. You win out, you're going to get 8-6. and 8-6 six. Eight and six you is might, not going to get you in the playoffs. No. I mean, it, mathematically, there's a chance that it could. Maybe. So you're telling me there's a chance. <laughs> Pretty much. So, Pretty yeah. Much. So, 0-4, folks, don't panic. Start 
working your waiver wire. If you are a redraft league with keepers, start considering trading good players for picks or a good keeper for next year with other teams that think that they're on that edge. But don't give up. 0-4 is not a death sentence. Ask the San Diego Chargers, who started out 0-4 with Stan Humphreys at quarterback and made the Super Bowl. They were 12-4 and made the Super Bowl. Wait, was that when they played the 49ers? Yes. God, that was awful. Hey, they won 14 straight games to get there. 12 regular season and two playoffs. That was impressive. And then they played the 49ers. And and it was bad. It was horrible. Uh, We stopped watching in the middle of the second quarter and started playing a card game. That's right. Did we watch that game together? Was that the infamous chicken bone game? No, no, no. This was at uh that wasn't at your place. No, where were we somewhere else or was I not there? I was at UConn, wasn't I? You were. You might yeah. have been. Yeah. I think I was at a frat party watching that game and everyone was like, All right, let's go outside and drink because we can't. No, I think the the chicken bone one was um That was a boring super. That was ten was that Tennessee? I think that was the tennis was that Tennessee versus St. Louis? No, actually that one was good. Right when he got stopped in like the three yard line for making yeah. a touchdown. I don't remember which one that was. That was also the night Family Guy started. That's true. You know what? So now we have to find out when Family Guy started. We can backtrack that. We'll come back to that. So, all right. So burning hot take questions really quick before then. I have to issue an apology to the citizens of Ohio. Last um, podcast, I said your state was landlocked. Craig decided to go buy a globe um, somewhere. I don't even know where you would go. To buy a fixing a fax machine. All right. Craig was fixing a fax machine, and somehow that involves a map. And he found that Ohio touches Lake Erie. Is that correct? Um, I believe so. I don't have my phone with me tonight. I feel that's really right. I'll tell you phone. what um, what lake that was. Uh, you are correct. It's Lake Erie. Okay, so you're technically three not quarters landlocked. of the top of Ohio touch Lake Erie. You're technically not landlocked, even though Lake Erie itself is landlocked. Oh, uh, mostly. Uh, does it have an outlet? Is it yeah, one of those sort lakes of that leads into a lake that leads into like the Bay of what's his face? Yes, up in Canada. Yes. All right, there you go. Anyway, I apologize to Ohio. <laughs> You're still in what I consider the dumb zone because you still are a very conservative state. So I have no desire to go to you other than Canton is there. You know, Craig wants to go see his beloved Bengals. I although do. I, Hopefully, if, I'll make it there at least once. Although, if Craig drove up to my house with a pair of plane tickets and a pair of Bengals tickets, I don't think I could say no. <laughs> you know, as, as much as I sit here on my high horse and go, I'm a liberal and I don't like conservative states, I don't know if I could say no if free tickets were thrown in my face. So, there you go. Whoever the uh, governor or mayor. <laughs> is, mayor of Ohio. The mayor of Ohio. The governor of Ohio or the mayor of Cincinnati. Yeah, if you're listening to this, which you're probably not, please send us tickets and we will come out to you. We'll bring you some two roads. We will. I you don't know? know if they're in Ohio. We can deliver it personally. Yes, we will. We'll bring you some two roads. I don't know how we're going to get through baggage check. We'll figure it out. Yeah. Anyway, burning hot take questions. Are you ready, Craig? All right. Are you starting or am I starting tonight? You start. See, we just kind of do this on the fly. So We do. Right. I had two questions in my head and now they are both gone. All right, so number one, pop culture. Okay. Did you watch the Simpsons premiere this week? Yes. Did you watch Bob's Burgers that followed it? Um, Was that the one where it kept changing animation? Correct. I thought I was sick because I didn't know what was happening. Okay, so recap for those who didn't see it. The Simpsons did the Surfsons and did a weak Game of Thrones ripoff with the Simpsons in it. Where right. they were poor peasants living in it. And what's his name was in it? Who? 
I think he, uh, what's the guy that plays Jamie? Oh, was he one of the voices? I think that was him when he, like, he's he was Marge's brother. Oh, really? I'm pretty sure that was him. The guy who plays Jamie Lannister was the voice of Marge's brother? Was, okay. Yes, yeah. Mm, All right, see. so I'm going to go look that up later. So they did that, and then Bob's Burger sent out a challenge to different fans to draw an episode. And 62 different artists responded, and they just montaged the whole thing. So every, like, 15 seconds, the art style was changing. I thought I was going crazy when I... You thought you were having some sort of stroke. Yeah. I was like, wait, what? Why are there an an anime now? Now it's pencil. They were in anime, then they were in pencil. Then all of a sudden, they were two inches taller. Then they they were, were like, marker. I don't know what. (laughs) There was one that looked like the hair was done with Crayola. Yes. So what was the more interesting premiere for you? The Game of Thrones takeoff of The Simpsons or the bizarre kind of anyone can draw our show Bob's Burgers? Um, I guess just based on that, uh, probably Bob's Burgers. I'm not a huge fan of that show. I've watched it randomly. Right. Uh, but that one is a little bit. Now, then after I understood what was happening, that was a little bit more uh, right. impressive. That was that was I like that one a great deal. Simpsons are what, 29 seasons in? I think so. I think they've got to they've got to stop after thirty. I don't they know. Get to the three zero, and they've got to stop. I don't know. I understand. We'll like twenty years ago, they did a montage uh, set to Billy Joel's "We Didn't Start the Fire" called "You'll Never Stop the Simpsons" because they can make episodes for twelve dollars and then pay the voice actors <laughs> and then make seven million dollars in commercials. But yeah, no, I, it's it, you got to draw a line somewhere. Yep. So, all right. Question to you: What do you got? All right. Totally random. Yeah. Totally random. What is or would be your dream job? What would be my dream job? Yep. Wow. Other than this podcast, of course. Did you, did you just like think this up off the top of your head? Did you like do no preparation for tonight? Or no, I mean, no. This I is did. like something like, am I being interviewed? No. I mean, this sounds like no. something you'd ask. On a no, no, that's where I say, where do you see yourself in five years? I would actually love a job working where I could do some sort of fantasy football kind of prognosticating. I would love that. Um, not realistic. So in a real a reality, I'd probably love to, because I work for a nonprofit now, I'd probably love to be running my own nonprofit. That would right. probably be the ideal job for me. What about, what about you? I got a feeling you're leading me on this. No, I'm not. You're not. You don't have something like like millionaire cowboy astronaut in your mind or something like that? Well, I mean, that's always an option. Okay. Me, I don't know. I probably I would pick chef. Chef? Yeah. I don't think I've ever eaten anything you've cooked. You never asked. Well, you never offered to cook me anything. Oh, all right then. All right, so we're or or just living in a brewery, which you know, is I my could, backup plan. I could see you working in a brewery. I could see you being good at it because you're very—I uh, don't want to say the word critical, but you're very particular about your beers and what they taste like. So I could see you pulling out like particular flavors and working on that stuff very well. Oh, thank you. I could definitely see. And that. In, I also discovered. Um, someone actually wrote a book about cats living in breweries. Yeah, I, I've heard that because of all the grain that there's mice problems, particularly like over in Europe. Mm-hmm. Like, like there's very you won't find a brewery without at least one brewery cat. Yeah, like the Guinness Brewery has like six of them. See that? So me and at least one of my cats can have a job. Yeah, yeah. On one <laughs> on one tour of the Two Roads facility, Craig actually pointed that corner to me and said, "That's where I could set up a bed." <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I mean, it's definitely, it's definitely possible. So, uh, um, which reminds me before I forget that Thursday, not this, not tomorrow, 
but yep. a week from tomorrow, we're going to go to Lock City Brewing and 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 uh, raid their tasting room. So if you're All not right. working, you should come with us. All right. So, I can all right. Do that. Final question comes back to me. Okay. The NFL standings are all wiki wacky wiki. Yep. We have one undefeated team in the Chiefs. There is no way, based on their schedule, they make it anywhere near like ten and zero. Okay. What one team that is off to a slow start should not be worried? Last year, remember, was it last year that Green Bay Aaron Rodgers like everybody settled down? Yep. They were like two and four or two and three or something like that after six weeks. After week four, what team should be telling its folks settle down? Everything's going to be okay. After week four, huh? Where we are right now. Hmm. And the answer can't be the Cleveland Browns. No, it's not the Cleveland Browns. Cleveland Browns uh, are literally a tire fire. I think uh, Hugh Jackson's time might be. As much as I love Hugh Jackson, because he was a Bengal for a long time. There's rumors of him having problems with um, front office. Really? That uh, he feels the moves that they're making are not for here and now, but to set them up for two or three years from now, and that he's basically a placeholder coach until they can get until they feel that they're ready to hire a real a real, you know, gutsy coach like a uh I don't even know, like I would in back in the day I was saying like a Marty Schottenheimer type. Right. Or um a John Gruden who's can can get the job done. He feels like a placeholder right now. And supposedly he's gone to them and said, hey, we're not making moves to win. We're making moves to get better, like, for 2020. I'm not here to get better for 2020. NFL coaches don't stay that long if they lose. Unless you're Marvin Lewis. Unless you're Marvin Lewis. But he wins. <laughs> he wins randomly. He just doesn't get them deep into the playoffs. No, he just they hasn't lose gotten in the first round of the playoffs. Hurdle, you know? So, all right. So what team should not panic? What team is in a bad spot? Let's say they have no more than two wins. They're no better than 500. All right. What team shouldn't panic? What team shouldn't panic? Should not panic. Uh, you know, after the last two weeks, um, I'm going to have to say probably the Texans. They're showing signs of improvement. Yes. Watson's looking I guess that better. threat the, court, the uh, coach had for him of just handing the ball off kind of got to him. Yeah. I guess it worked. Yeah. I mean, the easy choice is New England just because of their history, and they're at 2-2 two and two right now, but... I I don't know. New England can't. New England cannot. His their best defensive performance is twenty points against the Saints. Everyone else who's played them has scored a minimum of thirty points. So on week one, when the Chiefs put so, forty two points on the Patriots, everybody's like, "Oh my god, that never happens." No, it's happening all the time right now. So they are the new version of the Saints. Yeah, great offense, terrible defense. Because they would just win on Drew's arm. Give up 45 as long as you can score 46. That's all that matters. That's all that matters. It feels like that. For me, the team that should not be panicking is Arizona. They're old. I think they're 1-3, they are. are they not? Uh, Arizona is... They're 2-2. Two and two. They're 2-2. Two and two. Okay, so they still fall into this. Carson Palmer has already thrown for over 300 yards in at least three games. Because he's had to. I'm not really impressed with the AFC, the NFC West. St. Louis is legit. I think St. Louis is going to be good, and they're going to win that division. But I don't think Seattle is as good as people think they are. I don't think Seattle is as good as Seattle thinks they are. And I know that the 49ers ers not going anywhere. You know, so no, they're way past the uh, Steve Young days. Yeah, they're in rebuild mode. They're in rebuild mode. So, but anyway, okay. So on to um. 
DFS. Yes. All right. So last week, I did not have any of my numbers done. Nope. And I kind of shot from the hip. Yep. And it worked because I cashed. Andy Dalton actually turned out to be a really great pick. That's right. But remember what I said. The games to watch are the over-unders with 50 or more points. Yeah. And the games to, to fade are the games under 40. So I've just handed you a copy of this week's schedule. Yes. The copy I have in front of me has the lines on it. All right. There are two games that have over-unders of 50-plus. Okay. Tell me which two. Ooh. And the three-strike rule applies. All right. Only two. Yes, there's only two that are 50-plus. Insert uh, the game show music here. All right, I will do that. I'll see if I can find it. Uh, somebody's won, Bob. Green Bay-Dallas. Green Bay versus Dallas has an over-under of 52. That is correct. All right. One more game on the schedule has an over-under of 50-plus, and he's got all his strikes. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. While Craig is pondering that, I saw a yep. very funny cartoon this week where a guy went on, um, and it was like, this would be me if I went on, let's make a deal. Like, sometimes they would sh- open up the door, and you would see a goat back there eating grass, and the comic was a guy saying, all right, I'll take the goat. Like, nice. actually walking off of the set with the goat. Uh, all right. Love it. Uh, random guess, Buffalo, Cincinnati. No. What's their line? Buffalo, Cincinnati. Uh, I, all I can say is no. Wow. Because there's a part two to this question that has oh. to do with who's on the low end, and I don't oh. want to give away a number. <laughs> all right. All right. Let's see. That's strike one on Craig. That is. Kansas City, Houston. No. Damn it. Kansas City, Houston has no line. I checked three different sites, including a Vegas so is casino. That a ball? What's that? Is that a foul? That No, but that, that still counts as a strike. <laughs> there is does. no line on that one. Really? And I'm going to warn you right now, before you're, there are four games with no over-unders on them this week. Really? Yes. Ooh, that's rough. Yes. All right. So I tell you the other um, three, just to be fair. Yeah. Okay, so Tennessee at Miami has no line. Okay. Uh, Baltimore at Oakland has no line. That's probably because of the car and crab tree business. Uh, we said Kansas City, Houston, and the Monday night game, Minnesota at Chicago have no line. Wow. Every other game is in play, and there is let's one go, that um, has 52 points. There are let's 56. go Seattle, L.A. That is strike two. Seattle, L.A. does not have a line of 50 or more. Damn. You are down to your last guess. All right. I know. That's, I don't know. I can't be. All these teams kind of suck. Oh. There are some defensively sucky teams here. but they have uh, New England, offense. Tampa? New England, Tampa Bay is the correct answer. They have an over-under of 56. So once again, Craig goes down to the last strike and gets it right. It's a Thursday night game with an over-under of 56. And that's because... The that's because week, of last week's performances. 33-30, that's 63 points. Though The only time I think they were under 50 was in the New Orleans games. They won that game like, what, 27-20? I think so. Something like that. That might even been over 50. But the Chief game was well over 50. Uh, the game against Houston was well over 50. So 56 points. So okay. games to target this week include the Thursday night game, which normally I hate, and Green Bay at Dallas. Interesting games to target. Consequently, there are two games that are sub 40 that we are recommended to fade in general. Okay. What two games are those? Jets Cleveland. That is correct. They have an over-under of 39. All right. All right. Uh, Chargers Giants. No. Damn it. 
that has an over under of 44 and a half. Really? Well, Philip Rivers is throwing the ball everywhere. That's true. Um, what's really what's left? Detroit. Detroit. Where's Detroit? Where the third one down. Fourth one down. Carolina. Oh, Detroit. Carolina. Detroit. Forty three and a half. No. Hmm. Well, what's left? Really, just the Colts. The San Francisco and the Colts. San Francisco and Indianapolis is a forty four. All right, then what is it? The correct answer is Buffalo at Cincy, which is why I would not give you that one before. <laughs> I should have said that. also a 39. Really? So in general, we should be focusing on the Thursday night game and Green Bay and Dallas. We should be fading Buffalo and Cincy or Jets and Cleveland, except maybe in defensive circles. Right. So that's kind of where I went this week with my picks. Um, so let's just go really quickly into it. How are we doing on time? We're good? Okay, good. We are. Um, people I like this week. At quarterback, yeah, I'm. I, if I'm playing Thursday night pools, and I know this doesn't help people because they're hearing it after the fact, but here you go. You can call this my prediction from the past. <laughs> I love Jameis Winston this week. Love really? Him. Yes. The rookie against the battle-hardened Patriots. Winston isn't a rookie. It's That's like his rookie third is. year. Is Jameis Winston? Who am I thinking of? From Tampa? It's oh, never second mind. Second or third year. I really like him. Um, and he's only 6000 on DraftKings. That's not a bad price. 18 points is what he needs. 18. You know what he's averaging? 21.2. He's averaging better than value. So That's I like not him. bad at all. I like Brady. But if again, we're not listening to this <laughs> on Thursday. So if we're looking for weekend, I'm going to go with the other game. And I like Aaron Rodgers. you got to pay up for him. And he's averaging 24 points. He's going to cost you, I think it's 8500 on DraftKings. But I like it. I think it's worth it. Who do you like in the quarterbacks this week in DFS? Uh, well, even though you said to avoid it, I think Andy Dalton's going to start coming back. Against the Buffalo D. It is at home. It's at home, though. Against the Buffalo D. Buffalo's defense has been pretty solid, which is why I think that number is low. Yeah. Is both these defenses know how to stop like long drives. I, that is I really, true. You know, that's, that's my gut feeling. Uh, my other one is Palmer. Carson he, Palmer. He is playing Philadelphia, and Philadelphia's secondary is not spectacular. Philadelphia is 31st in the league against wide receivers and fantasy points. They give up more fantasy points to wide receivers than anyone else on earth, it feels like, which also should mean Larry Fitzgerald should be in your considerations as well. But we haven't gotten there yet. Not yet. Almost. I, li- I like those plays. Running backs. Who do you like in running backs? Let's start with you this time. Uh, hold on. My DraftKings app quit. It quit. Then I'm going to talk. Then you start. Okay, so... I like, I like the chalk play. I like I like the one I did last week, where I used chalk and reach. My chalk plays. I'm doing a split. I'm doing some lineups with Le'Veon Bell, and I'm doing some some lineups with Ezekiel Elliott. I think the Green Bay defense can be run on. They're better than average against the rush, but I think they can be run on. And as one pundit put it today, the only way to beat Jacksonville is on the ground. So Antonio Brown probably should brace himself for another bad week. Right. Because I think they are literally going to force feed Le'Veon Bell the ball against Jacksonville. So I'm using the two of them. In conjunction with him, I'm using two low-priced alternatives. I'm using LeGarrette Blunt because he's averaging 11 points, and it's clear that they're going to workhorse him on this one. At least that's what I think. Um, and I'm using Eddie Lacy. I'm not okay. big on the Eddie Lacy one. I'll have one or two shares of him just in case he goes crazy. 
But, uh, you know, it's pretty clear that they wanted to, based on last week, you know, we'll have to see a two-week sample, but it's worth it, particularly in a tournament play to try and toss Eddie Lacy in there because if they continue to be disgusted with Thomas Rawls, they're going to use Eddie Lacy. Now, I say this, and there's a very good chance that Eddie Lacy touches the ball twice all week. That is possible. It's possible. But if he does, it's probably going to be a goal line situation, in which case you still get a couple points out of it. So I'm balancing Bell or Elliott with Blunt or Lacy in most of my lineups. What about you? Uh, so, <clears throat> again, going off of who they're playing, uh, my first choice running back is actually going to be Powell on the Jets. I was just going to say, it's got to be Bilal Powell because he's playing against he's Cleveland. He's playing Cleveland. What, how um, is Cleveland against the run? They are ranked number... Ooh, would you like to guess what number they're ranked? No, because I looked. <laughs> uh, 23rd. They're 23rd against the run? Oh, okay. Yep. I thought they were better than that, but I guess not. No. Uh, my other pick was going to be... It was going to be Smallwood, but he is now questionable. Again, why I'm using LeGarrette Blunt. Right. Um, there's always... And there's always Frank Gore, because he's playing San Francisco. And he's is he's Frank Gore, and he is, if not anything, consistent. And he does well against his former team. I think he had a great game against him the last time he played San Francisco. Um, I don't think the revenge narrative still factors in, but I think no, he's but solid. I think he just he I think he just likes playing against them. So those are my picks. I know. Um, I was thinking about maybe starting um, Adams in Green Bay. He's going to be in concussion protocol. Is he? He's out no, of the hospital. No, not Adams. Um, the guy that they just, that's their new starter. Jones. Adam Jones. Pac-Man? He's in Cincy. He's a defender. No. Who are Jones? we talking about? Jones, the Green Bay running back. There's 75 guys in the league named Jones. You have to be more than Jones. <laughs> I well, thought his name was Adam Jones. This week. Um, I'll look it up. Today, as a matter of fact, on Wednesday, both Ty Montgomery and Jamal Williams both practiced. They're both listed as questionable. I don't think Montgomery's going to play, but I think Williams is definitely going to play. Aaron Jones. Aaron Jones. Oh. Aaron Jones. I forgot about him because I've been so focused on Williams, to be honest with you. Well, apparently Aaron Jones is now the starter in Green Bay. Well, that's if At least, both guys are hurt. Right. As of right now, he is the guy that is going to start. But they both practice today, so I'm not yeah. going to I'm going to be careful with that. Um, so that's an option. Wide receiver. I love Mike Evans this week. Love him because the Patriots are in the bottom three in the league against wide receivers. And if I'm using Jameis Winston in a lot of lineups, I'm pairing him there. In lineups where I'm using Aaron Rodgers, I am, I know, it's going to burn me again. Probably. I'm going to pair Jordy Nelson and Geronimo Allison in those lineups because I think that one of them is going to go off. And I just want to point out, one of my cash lineups this week had Geronimo Allison in it, and he scored zero. Oh. And I still got to 134 points. That's actually impressive. With a zero. So, you know, Allison, if you if you build your lineup well enough, you can work around that. And I do think um, that building a, a lineup with... with you gotta, you got to offset somewhere. If you can use Rodgers and Jordy Nelson, you got to save money somewhere. So you've got to use a Geronimo Allison or something like that. So I like Evans. I like Allison. Um, I like Jordy Nelson this week a lot. Uh, I'm using Mike Wallace a little bit. I'm using Williams from San Diego a little bit here and there. Um, just want to blank on the guy's first name. I think it's Tyrell. 
It might be team too, and I can't I can't remember his first name. So who do you like at the whiteout? Uh, whiteout. So my first pick for whiteout, again basing this off of a matchup, right. is Larry Fitzgerald. I guess, we just talked about how you got to yep. use Carson Palmer. You got to use Larry Fitz. That's right. Uh, my other pick for receiver was going to be... Where did he go? Uh, actually, I was really impressed with Funches last week in Carolina, now that he's officially oh. their number two. You're starting against me in our Sturgis game, too. I am. Not that really I am. really excited about that. No. But. Uh, and my other kind of sleeper pick uh, was going to be Shepard on the Giants. Okay. Eli's definitely starting to pick it up a little bit. I have Brandon Marshall in the lineup or two, but he's also questionable right now. Um, so I don't know if I'm going to end up using him, but he's definitely somebody I'm watching this week as well. Tight end. There are a lot of guys who could potentially make value this week at tight end. I don't know what to make of Charles Clay. Um, John Hansen, the fantasy guru, called him once a month Chuck. Because Aww. once a month he would do really well, but good luck guessing. But he's been pretty consistent and uh, I, I don't know. I'm using him some places. I'm using Tyler Croft some places. He's also, he hit the... Um, He's also injured. Yeah, he hit the list today. Today was the first day he missed practice. Neck and back. Yep, neck and back. But uh, what's his name? Eifert is, like, most notably not going to play. So I think no. that's that. there's a good chance there. I'm also looking at Martellus Bennett just because, again, that particularly in lineups where I'm using Aaron Rodgers. And, yes, I do have a lineup. I have one lineup where I have Rodgers... Nelson, Allison, and Bennett stacked. That's a lot That's of stacking. Lot. That's way too much stacking. But I don't know why. I just got a feeling about it. I would never stack that is a four lot of players. Yeah, Usually I mean, it's two. Usually it's a QB and a, two or and a three. receiver. Two or three. You know, sometimes you use the tight end. Like in in uh, you know back in the day when you had um, when New England had uh, Randy Moss, you might stack Randy Moss with oh god, who was the guy who was there then? Why am I drawing a blank on a tight end? It was really good. The guy with the I brand on his arm. I didn't pay attention to Patriot names. Yes, but I mean, you might stack there. You might stack there. Or you might stack when Corey Dillon was there and stack with the receivers. Never well. say that name. You don't like Corey Dillon? He played for you. You loved him. Yeah, I did. Until he was a giant jackass. <laughs> but do you feel that way about Ocho Cinco? Okay, well. He was a Patriot and a giant jackass. Yes, but he had a little bit more style when he left the Bengals. You know what Corey Dillon did his last Bengals game? Oh, God, here we go. You want to know what he did? He threw his helmet off into the field, Uh and he ripped his jersey while walking out and dropped it. Okay. So, yeah, he can just go down the right hallway. Wow. And with that, I have breaking news. Uh, Corey Dillon to be inducted into the Cincinnati Bengals (laughs) uh, Ring of Honor. Same with Barry Foster. That's another name that is not allowed. Barry Foster. Oh, look, I'm going to retire. Oh, wait, I don't want to retire. I want to play again. I just want a chance. I just want a team. All right. Hey, it's the Bengals. We'll hire you. Okay, I'm going to sign. You know what? Forget it. I don't want to play football anymore. He he at least came to a practice. God. He clearly cared more than Jay Cutler cares about being a Dolphin. Craig is drinking his beer. I can't believe he didn't just snarf his beer at that comment. But that's true. Did you, did you see the the play where he was supposed to do a play? F- he, he did the, he the up handoff. His receiver and the wildcat hands into his pocket, just walked away. Yeah. In his defense, he did try to retire. <laughs> that guy. And I'm not. All right. Let, let me be clear about this. I have seen numerous pictures of Jay Cutler outside of the football world where he loves to flip off cameramen 
and say things like, get the you-know-what out of my face. It's happened. It's happened. He is renowned for not being the most gracious person. He deserves every cigarette-inserted meme that is ever <laughs> created for him because he just... He should be in a booth. And you know what? I know we don't have the technology to have guests. We're a very low-budget podcast, and we're working on that. But if Jay Cutler wants to come up to Craig's Loft and call me every four-letter word in the in the book for saying it, so be it. He's not... <laughs> I, I No. I would not want him on my team. I would not want him anywhere near my team. I know Colin Kaepernick's a polarizing figure. I would take Colin Kaepernick's entire family onto my team before I would Including take... Including his tortoise. Yes. He's a, he's, does he really? Is he has a, a giant tortoise. Like, like huge. That, that's What's wrong with that? That's an offensive lineman, man. It is. You're talking about like the giant ones like you can settle up and ride like down yes. in like the, the islands, the yes. Pacific Islands? Hell yeah, man. The only thing is he's got to hurry himself up and off the field. I can't I can't have delayed penalties. Well, there is that. Yeah, he won't so be the slow. one getting the kickoff tee. So he's got to ride on somebody's <laughs> back when he's coming out of the game. But either he's got to play both ways. So all right, anyway, back to it. So um, that was our. So did you did you give a tight end? Did I just um, go off on the tangent? Yeah, I mean, there's always it's always Zach Ertz and there's always Witten. I Zach Ertz has been so consistently a notch above average. I think his worst game this year is nine points. Yeah. Honestly, when it gets a tight, when it starts getting the tight end, I look at what my budget is. Yeah. Because I usually do the flex first. Yes. And then I'm like, eh, I don't know who to pick for tight end. I'll do tight end first just because flex, there's a lot more options and that where I can look for value. Right. So, and that leads me to my flex conversation. My flex conversation on lineups where I saved a lot of money by using people like, um, well, I haven't even used the name yet, but I used Aldrick Robinson. Mm-hmm. because he's going up against Indy and he had a, a was a four for 47 last week for San Francisco and Brian Hoyer has to throw the ball somewhere true uh, and Indy he's given up a lot of points to receivers I think they're uh, 26th in the league so I've using him in a couple spots and in areas where I'm using Aldrick Robinson in the wide receiver spot I found extra money and I'm using some uh some folks like uh Ezekiel Elliott I have one lineup that has LeGarrette Blunt. Le'Veon Bell and Ezekiel Elliott in it because I've saved so much money in other positions. Nice. So that, yeah. Um, I'm also using, and I have that, remember that crazy stack I was telling you about where I've got Rodgers and Jordy Nelson and uh, Geronimo and Bennett? Yeah. Yeah, my flex there's Randall Cobb. So Not bad, not bad. If Green Bay sets a record for passing offense this year, I'm going to cash, or this week, I'm going to cash in that one lineup. Um, but I'm, I'm entering it into like cheap tournament lineups because it's, it's just a, it's a flyer really. Oh, and the defense in that game is the Packers. So let's see. One, two, three, four, five. I have six Packers in that lineup. So that's going to be a big game for me. So what do you like in flex? Um, I actually like a name that we haven't used this year in fantasy football. Uh Oh, Andre Ellington. He's going to be starting for the Cardinals. I, okay. Thought he died. No, no, he is still there. Oh, good for him. He's their starting running back now. Again, that dude that almost makes me think there's something in the water. He plays like some sort of wizard. Everybody who plays in front of him gets hurt. <laughs> it's weird. David Johnson, man. I there's another guy who killed fantasy dreams this year. Yep. Actually, my other lead that I'm two and two in, I traded for him in the off chance. No. I and oh, the off the chance I make. Yeah. Okay. And the off chance I make the playoffs. What'd you give up for him? Do you remember? Uh, no, I'd have to look it up. It was like one of my 
backups, or maybe it was McCaff. I don't know. It was somebody I was really attached to. Okay, that works. That works very well. Under defenses, I'm uh, focusing on the Chiefs. Um, I I just think, I, I don't know. There's something about, Houston's got a solid offense. You'll notice I haven't used a single Houston name this entire podcast. I'm not big on the Houston offense this week. I think... Andy Reid is really good, and his guys there are really good at confusing people with things they haven't seen before. Not necessarily things that are super effective, but fronts and formations and blitzes that um, they just haven't seen. And I think that's what he's going to do. He's going to look at the the game film. He's going to look and see what New England did. He's going to look and see what uh, everybody else has done against them. And then he's going to do something completely different because the guy's a rookie and he might be easily rattled. Um, he had a great game last week. Don't get me wrong. Deshaun Watson has a brilliant future, but uh, I think the Chiefs are going to rattle him a little bit. And uh, you know, all it takes is one good shot. That's true. To really get into his head and make him think every time he drops back, I got to get rid of this ball right away. Yep. And don't forget, that's what killed DeAndre Hopkins last year. Was they were passing the ball uh, way too fast. They were not giving time for routes to develop. They have got to protect Deshaun Watson. So if the Chiefs can get pressure on them, and I think they can, he's going to make mistakes. Who do you like in defenses this week? Um, well, again, I'm going to probably pick the Jets. <laughs> because they're playing because Cleveland. Because they're playing Cleveland. That's not a terrible choice. Not a terrible choice. I, I don't... Deshaun Kaiser looks like a deer in the headlights to me right now. I just... I don't think he's... NFL quality yet I think they're the the Cleveland Browns are doing to him what the Indianapolis Colts did to Peyton Manning in his first year which is go out there and set the floor and then we're going to work off of that don't never forget that he won three games his first year the first year that Peyton Manning was a starter and I think he started every game they were three and 13 so you know I don't think Cleveland's gonna get the three wins maybe Oh, especially only, if they're not, you know, if they're doing it for next, you know, two right. years. The only good thing about this week is that there's a very strong chance we will get free. We will get cheap coffee. Uh, I hope so. This hey, you know what? This week it actually worked. Jets. Uh, yeah, it did for me, too. Jets at Cleveland is a good chance for the Jets to win. And the Chargers coming to the Giants is not a bad trip either for the Giants. So we'll That's see what also happens. True. So what am I missing? I sent you notes earlier today. Uh, you know what? That I was just looking at that. And uh, I think you covered it. Did we cover everything? I think we did. All right, then final thoughts. Prediction from the past. What do you got? Prediction from the past. Um, Cleveland's going to lose. No, no, no. Don't forget. It's going to be a Thursday night game. Oh, Thursday night game. Sorry. Yeah, sorry. That's right. That's right. Um, New England at Tampa. I think New England's going to win, but it's going to be a lot closer than everyone thinks it's going to be. Okay. I'm going to agree with you. New England it's good. New England's going to win that game. It's going to be low scoring. There's my prediction. Oh, really? I'm going to say that that over-under total is under 45. It's got an okay. over-under in Vegas at 56. I'm going to say over-under 45. Really? Yes. Yes. Wow. All right. Oh, and Craig, don't forget, next week I am on vacation. That's right. So you need to find somebody to sit in the big chair next week. Uh oh. Yeah, you are. You may be, uh, and you're. Oh, and you're completely in charge of the website. I can't do any posting while I'm away. So there's an app. There's. I know. I, I'm going to be too busy. You're going to work. Damn it. I'm. I'm not. <laughs> I'm going to. I'm going to post on the Football Fig Nuts Twitter feed and the webpage all the pictures of me vacationing in various spots <laughs> on the East Coast and make Craig upset. 
So, so maybe I'll be here next week. Maybe I won't. I don't know. We'll see who's sitting in the big chair next week. Final thoughts. Final thoughts, uh, everyone. Thank you for listening. Make sure you check out our webpage and our Twitter account and our Facebook account and say hi. And, uh, you know, email us or tweet us or Facebook us any uh, fancy questions you may have. Absolutely. Season long or DFS will take it all. I appreciate it. Hey, if I'm not here next week, guys, have a great week five and a week six. I am Britt. I'm Craig. And this is the Football Fig Nuts podcast. (laughs) 